If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Did everyone have a good Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, good holiday season? We are heading into New Year's, and we are going to share this chat with the one and only Lady Bunny. She talks BFF, Andy Cohen, being on Watch What Happens Live, the evolution of Andy and Watch What Happens in Housewives, and we talk BFF RuPaul. This is a fun one. So kick back. This originally aired on our feed January 29th, 2021. Man. Almost three years ago. So kick back and enjoy this chat with the one and only Lady Bunny. Welcome back to our part two sit down with legend Lady Bunny. We're about to talk more about Drag Race, RuPaul, Lady Bunny's friend, Andy Cohn. If you haven't heard part one, though, tune into part one where we talk about Bunny's background, the New York nightlife, club kids, what it was like back in the 80s, how she met RuPaul, the origins of Drag Race. And now, part two what about drag race like there were all the drag race girls there are you shocked at like how kind of like how big a thing drag race has come become well no i mean i think drag queens are entertaining that's why that's why i became one <laughs> they are entertaining i mean i mean do you think drag race is good for the like drag community in general well uh it's good for the queens that get on it. Yes. I mean, okay, so let me rephrase that. Like, do you think... I mean, I have benefited from going on these huge tours with drag race queens. And, you know, I guess they include me because they refer to me on the show or I make a guest appearance or I'm known as Rue's, you know, crazy sister uh, <laughs> or, 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 or whatever, but, or Rue will joke about me or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been thrilling to go to the, these enormous theaters in Glasgow to, you know, Singapore and uh, it's definitely created a, a demand for drag, but not if you aren't on the show or have a connection with it the way that I do. So one thing that is very, very curious is that there are drag fans, unquote, who would not know a drag queen in their own city. They only know drag race. Right. And then is that a good thing or a bad thing or well, no, not, it's, it's not it's not a no, it's not a good thing for the regular queens because they um they see the drag race queens come through and scoop up gigs which you know right. earn them a, a fortune and meanwhile the clubs, you know, are uh you know closing down. I mean, some of the clubs can't even afford the uh the drag race girls fee ca- charging a, a cover charge. So 
you know, it, it and, and so they hit upon the idea of having, you know, drag race viewing parties, because then you can have a, 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 a the draw of the show and watching it with your community. And, uh, but, you know, some of them can't afford to hire the bigger drag race queen. I mean, unless they had some sort of sponsorship, they would go broke paying their fees. So a lot of, um, a, a lot of, uh, uh, there, I mean, there, there, there is resentment within uh, some of the drag community that does not get onto the show because they can say, well, why was I not picked? I'm right. pretty, or I'm a good performer, or I've done all the AIDS benefits or gay marriage benefits. You know, why have they overlooked me? Um, you know, and, 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 and the real deal is that a lot of times the cast of Drag Race is not chosen because they're good performers. So if you're a, a, just a, a drag queen who's made a name for herself by having great, you know, performances, and you see people on Drag Race who look like they've never performed before, well, that's obviously, that, that, that underlines the fact that you may not have, you may not be able to pay your bills unless you get on Drag Race. Right. And, and, and Drag Race focuses on the look almost as much as the performance. So, um, I mean, you know, the, the, in fact, you only perform on Drag Race if you lose all these challenges. So the performance aspect of it is uh, downplayed on Drag Race. The walking down a runway in different looks, which a lot of average drag queens cannot afford. They can't afford lace front wigs. They can't afford custom-made costumes. But they can do their own makeup with drugstore makeup and come and rip the shit out of a, you know, a, of a lip sync number. And, you know, and, and I, 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 as someone who, I, I, I like to see talent. So if you've spent three hours on your makeup um, and you walk out onto the stage and you're boring, I would rather see the one who is not famous, who can really tear it up. And I do not mean to imply that uh, drag race queens are not good performers. Many are great performers. S plenty are good performers. But in every season, there are some who, any queen who's in the business is sitting there thinking, why are they on there? And they ignored my you know, audition tape. Is it because they're cute as a guy? Is it because they, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, as, as Bianca once said of Pearl, uh, who was on a few seasons ago, it doesn't say much about your drag if the best thing you can say about it is that you look better out of drag. Do you think that is part of it too? Like you're cute as a boy, so we'll take you. You think that plays into it? Well, if it is, that's a kind of a new thing because typically the gay community has liked drag queens as entertainers but shun them as sexual partners because most gay men are looking for masculine uh men so you know this may be changing with the gender and pronoun explosion where we're more accepting of a man who is feminine who does drag but honey once i picked up a man 
uh, as a boy and we had sex for years and then I would hide all the drag and, and then one day he came over and we were having sex and he noticed a wig and was like, what the fuck? And got out. Then I'd pass him on the street. He would never even look my way again. So, I mean, there is a huge stigma attached to being a drag queen uh, within the gay community when they are sizing you up as sexual partners, which is why some, you know, drag queens will experiment with, you know, as I did with, you know, straight or bi guys, um, you know, who they can, you know, attract in drag. Wow. And that, that happened to you where someone saw a wig after like years and was like, Oh no, uh, no, this is, this is very, very uh, common. Even if you look, and I'm not saying this is the case with me. Um, but even if you looked sexy, out of drag as a boy right you would be shunned also it was very rare for drag queens to date each other but now we've seen brooklyn and vanji date each other and now we've seen uh um uh well not maybe not publicly but jinx and ben used to date and also uh sharon and alaska so you know, maybe the gender explosion is, is teaching us to not look down on men who are perceived as feminine. But, right. but men who are perceived as feminine have traditionally been accepted as entertainment, but shunned by the mask for mask crowd. In other words, dating apps will say I'm masculine and I'm looking for masculine. Yeah. But, you know, that's fine with me because, you know, it's like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, if, if if you put on your drag, honey, you can meet some bisexual or undecided men who are extremely masculine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Extremely sexual. Uh, I mean, extremely sexy. So, you know, um, and, you know, maybe they're experimenting, but honey, it sure does feel good. I mean, that pro- they're probably not going to take you home to introduce you to their family for the holidays. But sometimes but- that's just okay now, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, it's better than okay. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
You guys know I've been so honest with you about my weight loss over the past few months. Look, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. There's so many diet plans that say, do this, don't do that. And none of them have ever worked for me. That is until noon. Noom realizes that with weight, one size does not fit all. They take into account each person's individual needs. Noom builds personal plans that takes your specific dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs into account, and then they build a plan that works for you. Noom uses a psychology-based approach. They focus on the why. They believe that losing weight starts with your brain, so they focus on why haven't you been able to lose weight. They really change the way you think about food. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. But yes. (laughs) But no, but, but I would agree with you. I think, you know, there's this everyone wants to be best friends with a drag queen, but no one wants to fuck them. But I, I do think that's changing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would hope so. I mean, that's yeah. what non-binary means is that I have elements of feminine and elements of masculine. And, right. you know, we've, we've been seeing this since the metrosexual, where it was okay for the straight guy to, you know, watch Queer Eye for the straight guy or to um, experiment with grooming products, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a slow thing, but, you know, it's the, the old-fashioned way to look at it is men are men and women are women. And this is what religious people would tell you who don't want, you know, uh, you know trans rights or, 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 or they say it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, you know. So right. this is... This is all based on stuff that's very um, old-fashioned and traditional, and I don't mind the change, but I will also say this. I heard a drag queen who was attractive as a man bitching about how gay guys did not want to screw him even when they met out uh, I mean, even when they, they 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 met out of drag and then they found out about the drag later listen Re- like this is recently too like this is um no this isn't recently but as soon as i heard her complaining about it i knew that we have the right to go with whoever we are turned on by as long as it's legal, you know? Yes. Um, you know, I mean, so if you, if you like masculine men, as I do, like I'm not going to date a feminine guy, not because I um, have anything against them. I'm a drag queen. And that's what a lot of my friends are, you know, the ones who aren't trans people. So, you know, <laughs> uh, you know it's it, you 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 cannot tell someone what arouses them if it arouses them it arouses them and you like masculine guys uh yeah yeah i mean you know i mean yeah i i, I com- <laughs> you could say yes no 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 oh, oh, oh i do i mean you know i had a funny exchange with the editor about magazine who interviewed me when wig came out and I'm trying to remember exactly how he phrased this, but um, he said something about, um, (laughs) 
did did I not you know like you know feminine guys and I said you know no I don't and his attitude was kind of like this you know very kind of like I'm woke kind of thing where it's it's like oh cisgendered you know males and you know da 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 da, and you're 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 less than you're you know you're you're not as important as trans women of color you know and you've got all the privilege of you the the white male and the the cisgendered male and while there's truth that that cisgendered white males have privilege um i don't ever want to be part of i can support trans and gay rights without bashing straight men now call them out on their toxicity when they rape or you know i think the military is quite toxic to be honest because you're bombing countries that didn't attack us but i i think that um your movement is going nowhere i don't care what flag you're waving if you are actively bashing half of the population because they don't they're cisgendered which basically means they're straight basically means they were they were born a man and they don't have any intention of changing their sex which is what 99 percent of of men and you know one thing i really uh had a, a funny and cute kind of moment or two during the pandemic is so when it first hit, I was scared. I'd been traveling internationally, you know, doing a tour. Uh, and, you know, we got home and everything, you know, locked down. And like everyone, I was having stuff delivered. Stores were not open. And you know what I really enjoyed is dealing with the straight men who were coming with the deliveries. Because it was a tense situation. We didn't know at that point they were saying that the virus can live on surfaces for uh, three weeks. And so we didn't know, am I passing, you know, virus to this person? I mean, while I'm getting my groceries delivered or, or, you know, do I have to keep them out in the hall and spray them with Clorox stuff? And, and, and I just tried to make sure that every one of the straight guys that was doing the deliveries, there's also a, a butch lesbian who does them, and I, I treat them the same way. I tried to treat them like, you know what? You may not exactly understand what I am as a kind of like a femme, uh, off-duty drag queen with long hair. But you know what? We're in a tough time, and I'm sure I'm going to say thank you and and show you my southern manners and and be glad that you're brave enough to do a job that I could not do. And, and, they, nice. they, and they really responded, even though I'm probably not the first person, you know, who they're going to gravitate to on Instagram, whether I'm in or out of drag. They just felt like this is someone decent. And then and that brought out the decency in them. I like this story. So, you know, I mean, it's the same thing that happened to, with me one night when this is before the pandemic. I ran late to work to jump into a cab, shut the door. Suddenly there was a commotion outside. There was an old woman and her husband. Uh, there were a couple of black kids and one or two other people. And they were all making a commotion trying to get my attention. Well, I had slammed my long dress in the cab door. So my first instinct was to think, Oh my God, what is about to happen? Some kind of hate crime. And then I thought, no, actually, 
that's what you thought might be happening because you're not dumb and you've been through these experiences before. But actually, they just saw you and saw a person who whatever they thought your pronoun was, they didn't want your dress to drag on the dirty New York street. <laughs> right. And I thought that that was a, I thought that was an example of humanity and, you know, we're in a very divided time. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't agree much with Republicans or Democrats, but um, we can recognize the humanity in each other yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And it's just like all, I mean, it kind of ties into like what goes on, on online, like all the online hate, you know, not even political, just, well, like, did you ever get any of that? Like, are you, do you get a lot of online hate and comments on your Instagram? Um, you know, I mean, some I mean, everyone I, does. That's, well, you're in Chelsea and I'm in the village. Let's get together now and start this crusade for a better America. <laughs> Listen, (laughs) Lady Bunny for president. I think that's why a lot of people now are turning to, you know, like drag queens, podcasts, like TV. Like, I think people are looking for an escape a lot just because I think they're so overwhelmed with like the news and what's going on. You know, like it's good to be informed, but I think a lot of people need that out at the end of the day as well. They do, they do need it. We kind of do have a lot to deal with. What are you doing? Like, how are you affected by COVID? Like, how is, like, the drag? You know, because, like you said, you were touring and working. Like, what are you doing now? Like, there's nothing open. Yes, I mean, I, I put out a uh, COVID-themed comedy special in June called Contagious. I saw that. I saw and that. that. Was, that was <laughs> thank you for tuning in. That was... Uh, um, uh, you know, a, a generated income. I performed a short set for the Palm Springs Comedy Festival, the Boulder, Colorado Comedy Festival, and um, something for Amazon Prime. But basically, uh, with with clubs closing, I've also done a couple things with a drive-in um, with the the Drag Race girls at Halloween and in July when it was ninety nine degrees and honey. You should have seen that dripping makeup and that I'm, was, that I'm was sure. tragic. <laughs> but basically, if you're not performing online, you're not performing. I mean, there are some right. states that are open. So, um, you know, maybe they have precautions, maybe they don't. But honestly, I just, I, I'm going to try to stick to online stuff. So listen, it's a tough time. And like you say, we do need escapism. And we also need things that soothe us and amuse us yeah and 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 a lot of time have taken a lot of people have taken the covid hours the many many months uh to um you know reflect and i spoke to one uh, very popular drag queen i won't use her name uh because i don't know if this is a personal thing but she said i took every job i was offered for you know 10 years and now that I haven't had to work, I mean, not that she's rich, but now that she hasn't had to work every, you know, always grab a suitcase and go somewhere. She realizes that she's not going to take every gig when she gets back to work because she needs to spend as she has been doing since COVID more time with her boyfriend, 
more time with their family, more time with their friends. And, um, you know, I, I, I do think that's important. I, I, I take issue with people who say, I mean, they sound kind of dippy when they say, oh, COVID has been wonderful. I've been learning Spanish and da, 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 da. Because that that means that their bills are paid. Right. So we are going to see, uh, and I've said this since the beginning, we are going to see people who can work from home or who are financially secure. We're going to see them shame people who are forced to reintegrate themselves into the workforce right. as, as the regulations um, are relaxed. And I mean, to be honest with you, I don't see uh, my, my work is a DJ and I perform. I don't see rooms full of packed d- dance floors or, um, or, 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 uh, audiences i mean broadway's not reopening until june and who knows what kind of filter system they're gonna have who knows how far the seats will have to be from each other who knows if it will even be june because they pushed the date back so many times exactly you know i think we may be at the beginning of this so um i mean your best gift this holiday season is Holidays on the House from DraftKings Casino. They have hundreds in games and prizes, so many classics like slots, blackjack, and roulette. Listen, download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code VELVETROPE and play $5 to get $100 in casino credits. That's promo code VELVETROPE only at DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly 21 and over physically present in connecticut michigan new jersey pennsylvania west virginia only void in ontario eligibility and deposit restrictions apply one per opted in new customer five dollar wager required max one hundred dollars in casino credit awarded which requires one playthrough within seven days terms at casino.draftkings.com slash holidays on the house restrictions apply I have enjoyed putting on these online performances because I miss working and, and obviously right. having income, um, but I also miss interacting with fans and seeing if they like what I do and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I have a Christmas show coming up on Voss events, which does a lot of the drag race stuff um, yes. on December 4th and uh, have this thing I'm doing now with Bianca called the Hateful Hags Network. Yeah, which tell is, us about that. If, if you're, if you're, you wouldn't tell from, from the rant that I went on just a minute ago that I'm sick of politics, but, you know, it's, it's a very lighthearted, very, well, not lighthearted, it's kind of mean-spirited at times, but it's dishy. And it's a gossipy look at the world of uh, All-Stars, Five from Drag Race and season 12 of Drag Race, Drag Race Canada, Drag Race UK, and a little bit of dish on uh, Rue's show, AJ and the Queen. So oh, I love it. 
Bianca is an insult comedian like no other. And, you know, she and I sat around uh, writing jokes and uh, decided that we would do like this fake news with fake boobs and fake lashes. Oh, my God. Um, I love you know, it. Format. So it's like it's really just like an hour of reading everyone from ourselves to, you know, each other uh, to, to to the other our, our, our drag sisters. And, um, you know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's, I think it's a scream. It's got I a mean, good response. Well, you and Bianca together, honey, I don't know how that's not going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And, I mean, it's New York it's, girl. It's, so, I mean, I, I'm biased. Well, she was in Palm Springs, so she lives there now. So it's, it was oh, a wow. little bit of a challenge, um, to you know do the green screen with me here and her there and um it was i mean it was like it was it was like just when we were getting our groove with the script the internet the studio that i was in cut out which meant oh, that we, so look but you know i've had to you know to buy lighting equipment and buy um uh green screens and pay editors and rent studios and you know so i'm as as long as you know it generates income and i'm not losing money i I enjoy it i mean hey you adapt or you die seriously do you think now like with baby drags that are coming up like do you think queens now like have to go the drag race route to kind of get to where you are you know like it's a different world you know it's kind of like what we were discussing before like do you think you have to go on Drag Race. And if you don't, do you think that's like a misconception that drag queens starting out think that's like, it's either Drag Race or bust? Well, I mean, when when you are a working drag queen with an established career and you've submitted your tape seven, eight, nine times, you know, and and been rejected, of course you feel despair. Right. Of course you do. I mean, this let's let's not let's not even pretend. I mean, then some will will get on after their eighth, you know, try, um, you know. And I I consoled a popular queen from Brooklyn who would you know posted something saying that uh, you know I've auditioned for Drag Race five times and they're never going to like me or you know my kind of drag and you know da 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 da. And I called her and I said, listen. You strike me among a lot of the younger ones as someone who has their thing, has their look, is very outspoken, is very humorous. You could make more money if you went the drag race route, but you can't do that if they don't pick you. So there's many successful queens who are not on drag race from Dina Martina to Coco Peru to Jackie Beat, to uh, Hecklina and Peaches Christ from San Francisco. Now, yeah. these may not be nationally known names, but they have been packing, uh, you know, uh, cabarets and uh, theaters for years. And they were never on Drag Race. Varla Jean Merman, Jimmy yeah. James, there's many of them. So you don't need Drag Race. Obviously, it's a boost. But if Drag Race misrepresents you, even if you get on it, it can hurt you. Yeah, that's true. What did you think about the whole, or maybe you didn't think about it, what did you think about the whole controversy of Sherry Pie being disqualified? Well, well 
she tricked guys uh, to strip on camera for her. So, hey, I've hired her as my acting coach. <laughs> Seriously. No, Seriously. I mean, so listen, I don't know everything that was involved in that. Uh, I, um, it, it kind of makes me giggle because it's like she, what she did was deceptive, but if, if I, and she posed as someone else, but I've used 10 year old photos on dating apps. <laughs> Seriously. I never said I was a casting director, you know? Um, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of, of, uh, of, um, I mean, you know, sometimes when these sexting scandals happens and everyone in the public like clutches their pearls, they're like, oh, you know, whether it's, you know, um, Anthony Weiner, I don't remember. Did he send something to an underage? Yeah. Uh, whether well, that's obviously different. Girl. But if, but, but if, if, if we're going to clutch our pearls all the time and act like we don't know, honey, everybody under 30 has dick pics on their phone. I'm sorry. Dick pics are a currency that you may not have them on your grinder dating uh, hookup file, but you've either got a picture of your um, hole or your pole up there on the um, the your your dating app. And then you know, I guess if if you if you're interested in someone, then you send you know the 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 racier pic, which isn't on your uh, profile. I mean, that's that's that is what is happening. So I think we can stop being quite so prudish and i'm not sure that what sherry pie did was illegal i don't know all of the details of it but as someone who has auditioned for things um if i went to an email i mean if i, if I went to an audition yeah I would know what I was auditioning for and I would dress accordingly and I would have looked at the lines. And if the casting director said, take off your clothes and masturbate, I would say, where is this in the script? Yeah. And I would say, you're, you're bullshit. I mean, so it, it, so what happened instead is that this guy waited until Sherry was announced on the show. Right. And, and, and Hey, listen, like I say, I don't know all the details, so I don't, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, demonize him, but it's like, I don't think many people with serious careers in acting are that naive. I don't think that people, I mean, like, if if you aren't willing to use your nudity uh, for uh, personal gain, then you would never have masturbated or licked their armpit or whatever Sherry had them do, you know? And, and, and here's another example of the PC shit that I'm sick of. Yeah. So they, they edited Sherry, um, you know, out of the season, which, you know, I didn't see uh, the, uh, the season, but I'm told that she is quite funny and uh, you know, she has, you know, really polished looks. Um, so, you know, I mean, whatever, she did something that went against the rules and, and they, and she was punished for it, but out magazine, which has become extremely shrill and PC was calling for the entire season to be canceled. Oh, really? 
So there are voices in the gay community that at any hint of, of sexual impropriety or something going on with the phone, which as I say, we all know that people are forwarding nude images. That is what dating apps are. You unlock, if you're interested in someone, you unlock your X-rated pics. That's what's going on. You know, I mean, there, there's not work involved and you're not posing as Sherry Pie did as a casting director. Right. But, I mean, you know, it it i i i i don't know sherry and i don't i i don't I, I, it's not something that i would ever do but i would also no, not do what the guys did right no i mean or, that's or, about yeah or, or what i understand that they did because honestly i wasn't that interested in it i was more interested in the outrage that out magazine this is like one of the top gay press is saying that they should cancel uh the whole season do you think that that is reasonable no it's certainly not fair to the other <laughs> contestants and I, like i mean it is 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 it is should the should the should, should i mean for like because what i'm trying to get at is that i'm not even sure that what sherry did was illegal it was deceptive but but like I say, <laughs> I was deceptive when I shaved 10, 12 years off of my age. I mean, there's, right, a, right. there's a lot of fraud, you know, that is online. I mean, you have to be guarded about anything that you see online. Try Googling the name of your favorite restaurant, and I guarantee you that their restaurant will website will not come up first the ones that have paid google for ads that have some other restaurant in the area that you could get or some seamless you know thing that you could deliver from that restaurant <laughs> right so so you know from from people you know who have uh, profile pictures that are a cat and you've never met and you're sitting slogging it out, you know, over politics with sometimes you just have to say, well, whether this is like a relative who is trying to get revenge on me or a Russian bot or just an Internet troll, uh, you know, who's trying to provoke you or 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 or, or, or you know, do something that they can take a screenshot of the Internet is you know, we, we all become, we, we should be on guard. Yeah, I, I, I always said that if I ever was cast in any reality show, I would literally, I'm not kidding you, this is what I've said. I would hire a private investigator. I would spend the money. I would want them to come to me with a file as thick as the phone book back in the day and show me everything that is possibly out there about me. And then I would walk into the casting people and be like, here, here. I'm putting this out. This is what's in my past. Let's deal with this and move on. I mean, granted, I might just get fired right there, but I just feel like that's what I would do. But I mean, I guess well, it goes back. I haven't back. seen that book. <laughs> no, and it, 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 God only knows what's in there, but it's like you said, we all have pictures that have been sent in our phone because that's the world that we live in. Of course. I mean, one would say that, that Sherry, that, that 
that Sherry was posing as someone who she wasn't when right. soliciting this these pictures and video footage and saying that it was an audition. And I don't think that most people who are on, you know, Grinder or Scruff no. are doing that. No, they're not. But they are lying a lot of the time. <laughs> well, speaking of like drag race and yes, like how Sherry was edited out, like you once said in an interview that you would not go on Drag Race because you you know RuPaul and RuPaul has admittedly he has admitted to you that you know the show is like manipulated and heavily edited. Well, Ru says that in interviews all the time. Yeah, that it's heavily produced. Yeah, which I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Well, I mean, it it I, I wouldn't go on the show because, and they often talk of of. Uh, of uh like a legends episode oh really where you know they got the jackie beats and the 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 you know the, you know whatever the lip sync the and, lady bunnies yeah but but see here's the thing i enjoyed you know, listen i was on uh the dean of drag on yes. RuPaul's drag you for three seasons and i was treated well by world of wonder but i was not a competitor so right. I was so they didn't block my phone and internet and I was there hired as a talent to do a job. That is how I'm hired to do any job. And so I don't understand um the tricks and stuff that you know they play. Now here's an example. On All Stars 4, the producers of Drag Race wanted me to be in a coffin while the the competitors roasted me. And then at the end of it, I bolted up and read them. So now I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was such a crazy idea. But when I left the filming, I realized that, like, so I, I, I bolted up out of the, uh, the I mean, yeah. I was pleased with the footage and how it, it turned out. But I bolted up and, you know, I said most of what I had to say. And then I said, you know, out loud, just like, thinking um you know uh, uh that i was with rue and world of wonder i have a long relationship with too i said no did i say but but also kind of forgetting that i was mic'd i said no what other bullshit did i i'm trying to remember what other bullshit i was supposed to say <laughs> you know uh, up here you know and now if they had wanted to they could have had me pop up out of the coffin and used only me saying, not the zingers, uh, you know, that I did use that people seem to like. Right. But they could have, if they wanted to give me the villain edit, they could have uh, had used only me saying, damn, what other shit was I supposed to say on this? <laughs> um, so, I mean, you, you know, the, 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 the edit is everything. The edit is everything. So, so I felt, I felt like I could, you know, I mean, I tried to prepare for it. I tried to prepare, you know, my, my remarks, but I, I, and I don't think that World of Wonder or RuPaul is, 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 wants to show me in a bad light, but then again, I'm not a competitor. And so when things are manipulated towards the one who they kind of want to win, or they know, you know, who, <laughs> what art story arc they have i mean honey all the reality shows are manipulated this isn't a secret 
as I say, Rue refers to it in interviews all the time, but you know, I'm not going to be put in a situation as they've done with some Queens where, you know, they do an interview with queen number a, and she says, I hate queen B. Right. And then uh, they use that footage to make it look like she's saying that she hates queen C who right. she doesn't hate. Right. And then suddenly the, the whole world thinks that this is a bitch because they built up Queen C as the innocent one who has won all the challenges and everyone loves or is Miss Congeniality or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know what goes behind the manipulations, but it's the opposite of getting a script and going and delivering it and knowing that everyone from the director to the lighting person to the um, to the uh, stage hands and prop people, you know, are there to see you deliver what you all know is going to be delivered. So we all know that uh, reality TV thrives on train wrecks. Yes. So they want to focus on those arguments, just like the Real Housewives focus on on uh, arguments. I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, Andy Cohen is a friend and a neighbor, but I turned on the uh, Real Housewives one night and of Atlanta and they sat down and they, they somebody was having a, a birthday or wedding party or whatever, but so-and-so wasn't invited. And I was just like, this is the kind of pettiness that that reality shows thrive on because there's no plot. No one sat and wrote the plot. Someone just said, what can we get into an argument um, about this week? Do you watch the housewives? No. Okay. I'm, I'm too old for reality TV, honey. I I grew up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold that against you. Miss (laughs) Bonnie. What did you grow up watching? Different stuff. Well, stuff that you would now see on Turner Classic Movies and and classic 70s TV, like All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Good Times, um, uh, Brady. Those are good. uh, I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched. I mean, the uh, I Love Lucy. uh, You know, the classics, the 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 stuff that is that still stands the test of time. um, Half a decade later. Do you think your friend Andy Cohn is a genius, though, in what he's created over here? Um, well, it, he, he's a good businessman. I mean, I know Andy as a friend, as a neighbor, and as a genuinely kind and charming person. And when I heard that he had gotten COVID, I immediately was like, oh, my God, this is terrible you know, I sent him an email and, uh, you know, sent him another one when I saw that he was doing a show again and uh, to, to say, I'm glad that I saw that you're better. And, you know, then I saw him out walking his dog and it was a sunny day. And I, I kind of felt like everything was all right in the world because I hadn't really been seeing much of anyone. And he and I have known each other for decades and he's always been supportive of me when he was uh, working on a local news station that, that one of the biggest pieces of press that we got was, um, you know, when, uh, when he interviewed me for the news 
right. show, program that, that he was affiliated on. So, so I, you know, I'm, I, I can be in Andy's camp solidly uh, without loving every show that he puts on. And he's had you on Watch What Happens live. Oh, yes. And that's been a hoot. Isn't that a fun show? Yes. What do you think of Andy being a father? Are you shocked? Well, more power to, more power to him. He's a sweet guy. I'm sure that the kid will get a lot of love. Yes, and a lot of money one day. But yes, anyhow, and, and, and maybe maybe Andy's good looks. Yes. Um, I have a question. <laughs> well, yes, yes to all of that. I have a question. Um, just because uh, she's an icon in of herself, what was the Comedy Central roast where you roasted Miss Pamela Anderson like? And how'd you get involved with that? Uh, I got involved because uh, Sandra Bernhard dropped out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but it uh, it it was odd. Uh, I, I I actually I think I'm not supposed to discuss any of the behind the scenes stuff under contract. But it was really. I, it I had is, a very small part on it. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I mean, I got a lot of camera time because I was sitting next to Tommy Lee and, um, I've known Pam from, uh, Dan Matthews at people for the ethical treatment of animals, PETA. And, uh, it was, you know, it was wild to be with Courtney Love, who I also knew, uh, B Arthur, who I did not know, who I love and to meet Anna Nicole, who was just as sweet and fun as you know, uh, you would think, you know, a big old busty blonde Texas stripper would be. <laughs> mm. I love meeting her. Why was it weird? Isn't that contract null and void? Hasn't it been enough years now that that doesn't hold up anymore? And well, Lady Bunny it, could just let talk me put it this way I'm not gonna risk it. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. You know, you know what? I mean, I, I, I can't believe that they would care now, but look. It, it, you know, I had a very small part on it, but hey, it's not bad to have a small part on the the most viewed television special in history at that time. So I'll take it. <laughs> what is Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee like in real life? Pam Anderson is, well, Tommy is, you know, just what you would think, a rocker. I mean, I don't think there's any, uh, if there's secrets, I don't know. He's jovial and, and you know, down to earth. And Pam is very sweet and uh, very, very intelligent, as you can tell uh, from when she went on The View recently in defense of Julian Assange from WikiLeaks, who did tell the ugly truth about some of the war crimes that the U.S., is committing. So Pam is a very passionate activist for both animal rights and, you know, for Julian Assange. And to be honest with you, you have to be a star of Pamela's stature to really go out on a limb and say that it is right for a whistleblower like Julian Assange to tell the American people um, what the government has been doing, which is different from what they've said that they're, that they're doing. That makes sense. And so that, she used she used her. You know, she may look like a bimbo, but she certainly isn't one. No, and, and she plays that up. I, there was one time when Dan told me they went to a football game, and uh, 
they were given, you know, special seats and special access, and they they gave her a a, a wristband or a necklace that said talent so that she could go to all of these areas and she she asked them when they gave it to her are you sure this, this is for, for me like making a joke that, that oh, she has no, no, no talent and that she's like a busty gorgeous you know sex bomb but, but she, there, there is quite a brain in there and quite a heart have you all of that silicone Oh my God. Well, she's an icon as far as I'm concerned. I mean, what gay man doesn't love Pam Anderson? I don't know, but this one does. Do do you ever like get starstruck? Are you ever, you know, shocked when like some big celebrity comes up and says, Hey, Lady Bunny. And you're like, Oh, you know who I am? Or you're over it at this point. You've met so many people. Oh, you'll never be over that. Uh, No, I, I, I would be, um, I mean, I, I love Grace Jones and I have gotten to work with her and hang out with her a little bit. Um, but I love her so much that I would be a little on edge. I love uh, Patti LaBelle, probably my favorite entertainer. And I would, I've worked with her and met her too. Um, but I just revere her so much that I don't, I don't want to be a total fangirl and embarrass myself so that she puts me on the level of someone who worships her and therefore there's never going to be any real exchange to where right. she, can't, she can't say something like, oh, my feet hurt. You know, I, want, I, I, I would want her to be herself, you know, when, uh, when w- w- you know, w- when she was with me. But I did get one. It's, well, actually, I did fangirl when I worked with her the first time because I didn't know if I'd ever work with her again. And she had just finished singing at a thing that I had introduced her for and was um, uh, DJing for. So I was on the stage with her. She finished singing Over the Rainbow. And the crowd was going nuts as they always do. And I, I'd seen an interview with her where she said that her records had not crossed over to the extent that she would like. And I just said to her, darling, I saw that interview where it looked like you were almost in tears. And let me just tell you something. I don't know what the numbers add up to on the charts, but let me tell you that the people whose lives you have touched with your music, you have touched them so deeply that you will always be a part of their heart and soul. And she looked out at the audience that was still roaring and said, you know, it's true. <laughs> and I said, wow. Oh and she, she was crying a couple of weeks ago and maybe I made her see something that she didn't, you know, quite, you know, know, because, you know, performers are, are, are we're, we're a mixed bag. Oftentimes, sometimes we think we're the greatest thing on earth. And sometimes we're riddled with insecurities and think everyone hates us. So, you know, um, you know, you know, and, and also she, you know, so, so I'm, I'm that actually, and then I worked with her a few times after that. And, and uh, so I, 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 that's probably not the best way to approach a celebrity to assess their career. <laughs> but Grace Jones is, oh my God, she's amazing. Yeah. And just selfishly, I want to ask you about one more person, Debbie Harry. Tell me about Miss Harry. 
Well, Debbie Harry um, is an idol of mine. And, idol, uh, total she idol. Did, uh, she's, we've gotten to know each other, and I've enjoyed Thanksgiving at her home a few times. Oh, my um, God. And uh, she is a lovely, sweet, and funny, and quirky um, goddess. I mean, she she has it all. She has the looks. She has the, the musical ability, the voice the style she's a style icon and so sometimes even though we're quite i'm much more familiar with her than grace jones or patty labelle i do have to pinch myself um and and say you know you're really friends with her because she had such a profound effect on me in the late 70s yeah i mean blondie to me i mean they're one of my favorite bands of all time and She's an icon. Yeah, she's still out there performing. She's, um, you know, she's still passionate about uh, politics. She said, she, I think she, she told the story in her book. I, I'm trying to remember which story she told about me. But one day I, she had some car and she was driving past me and she didn't see me on the corner. So I started acting like a bum uh, and, and picking through the trash like the garbage can and then (laughs) i was waiting for her to to to, i mean i mean maybe i was even making some noise like i don't know whatever acting crazy and so uh you know and then the car zoomed off even though i was pretty sure that she had seen me and when I, i i asked her later about it i said debbie didn't you see me clowning? She said, yeah, but I didn't see anything different or worthy of notice. So I just, I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> That's so funny. And I like, I, I read her book, but I don't, I mean, I read it like a couple months ago, but I don't, I, I remember you being mentioned. I still remember the actual context. Yeah, that, that, that may be it. It may, it may be something else, but no, she's a lovely person. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us here today? I mean, listen, you say she's still standing. You're still standing too, you know, after all these years. Do you, do you hear from, you know, like girls starting out in the industry, queens, like do people reach out to you like on social media and ask for advice? Well, I mean, listen. Yes. If, this is, this, this is another <laughs> occasionally you know some have and i'm kind of like you don't understand something there may be performers who take others under their wings because they've had real life experience with them in clubs and see that this person has potential and if they do you know hone their craft and 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 succeed that their talent or looks um, are going to add something to the profession of drag so that you do cultivate them. And, you know, sometimes there are, you know, like House of Edwards or the Davenports, which have had several, you know, Sahara Davenport, Honey Davenport, um, um, Kennedy is my, my favorite. Uh, I love her dancing. But so there is, you know, there is some mentoring, you know, that goes on. But to think that drag queens are all running around looking for people to mentor is is kind of foolish. I mean, that's kind of an idea spread, you know, by drag race, while it also spreads the the conflicting idea 
that we're all at each other's throats and right. we're all having petty arguments and that we're all throwing shade. So it's kind of like, I mean, it, 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 if, so, if I know someone and I can give them advice, I mean, I'm happy to give it, but it's it just because Rue is older and, you know, uh, has an act in which he's a mentor that doesn't mean that, as I mentioned earlier, that Rue spends his spare time running around right. looking for queens to mentor. That's an act that he gets paid for it. I don't get paid for it, so I don't do it. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, uh, if, if, if I could quickly tell someone, you know, what if you did this number with a coconut bra? Um, you know, and, and then, you know, and, and, and that would really, that might send it over the top, but you know, some Queens don't want to hear any advice, but you know, from, from, from the ones that, uh, have sent me Facebook emails over the years that say, how can you help me get on drag race? Um, that's, that's really stupid. Some of them, I don't even know. Why would I want to help someone? I don't know. I mean, they've introduced themselves to me as silly. So, um, you know, one or two of them even weren't weren't even in drag. So, you know, I'm like, babe, what's there? What's what, where's the show that's supposed to wow me? <laughs> right, right. I mean, but you see, this is. Uh, I mean, I know this is a, a podcast that deals with reality TV, but this is what the world of reality TV has taught people. You don't need to pay your dues. You don't need to learn a, a skill. You don't need to learn to sing or dance or act. You can just be hateful like New York on that uh, Flav of Flav show. And if you're hateful enough, as New York was, you get your own show and they bring your even more hateful mother on. Yes, they do. So this is that, you know, and, and, you know, we have to be real besides real estate, where is Donald Trump from? The reality TV world. Maybe him being on TV, you know, as, as someone who is going to help people, uh, you know, on The Apprentice with, with uh, their business skills or whatever, maybe that is, um, maybe, maybe that image of him caused people to trust uh him as the businessman who was going to run this country as a business when we the we didn't recover uh from the economic recession quickly under obama so i mean even though i don't understand why people would vote for trump it isn't dumb to think i'm not doing well financially and trump is rich and uh, he's going to run the country like a business. That's not dumb. Now, to me, it is dumb if you don't check out his record with bankruptcies and flim-flam, uh, you know, operations where he puts the Trump name on it and the investors come in and they all walk away broke because it's a Ponzi scheme. Right. <laughs> So, um, I mean, if I thought I'm going to go with the one that's going to run the country like a businessman, I sure as hell would go with the good businessman, which, you know, he, 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 he's, he's, he's had a lot of bankruptcies. That makes sense. And I, I, I do agree. I think the power of TV that The Apprentice, I still think The Apprentice played into the election, good, bad, or the other. 
Well, it, it, but it, it, it showcased him as someone who can improve business skills and as a pathway to riches like his. Yeah. So even though I would look at Donald Trump with his fake tan and a bimbo wife with implants and, you know, think, oh, God, you know, to a lot of people tanned and with a woman, a beautiful woman half their age, that is what a successful uh, man looks like. Yeah. True. I mean, um, the, the come over. I don't, seriously, I, I don't know. I don't know who that. I, I, if that doesn't look tacky to you, then you are definitely not gay. No, uh, honey, I am about as gay as they come. Like, Johnny, no, I mean, I mean, in, in terms of the general public, if you, if you, oh yeah, but but I mean, you know, we we shouldn't judge, you know, pres, presidents on their on their appearance because uh, you know. Joe Biden got some serious plugs and a facelift and fillers and new teeth, which came out a little bit during yes. one debate. So it shouldn't be about their appearance. But I mean, to, to me, Trump's appearance is quite ridiculous. But to some who think that a tan, uh, you know, guy with a, a, a much younger, gorgeous wife is a symbol of success. Yes. Um, is there anything else you want to cover here today that you feel like we haven't covered? I always like to give people a chance at the end to say whatever they would like. Yes, I would like Tell to us. take issue with... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I just want to say that we, we've talked about a ton of things from my you know, development, you know, my career, drag in general, drag race, politics. Wigstock. I say Wigstock. Um, uh, you know, uh, and if you, uh, if this got too serious... Uh, this is not what I do on stage. I do not offer analysis on stage. No. I tell jokes. You tell <laughs> and I, amazing and, jokes. And I sing songs, you know. So, uh, you know, if, if if you would like to see the performance side of me with season six drag race winner, uh, Bianca Del Rio, uh, who is hilarious, we have a new show called Hateful Hags Network, and it is it debuted... Uh, I think it'd be Thursday because we didn't do want to do it on Friday the thirteenth in the year twenty twenty that's had so much bad luck. Yeah, yeah, already. To skip that so, one. but it's up now. It's not like a live thing. It stays up there, and it's we did it on Vimeo, and it's you can stream it or buy it. Uh, and, and it really is hilarious. I, I it's, it's hilarious. But thank you so much. It's an hour of laughs, and it is very. Uh, it, it is not for the politically correct, but if you like drag race and you know, like to poke fun at it, especially if you, you know, are, are into the very up to the minute sees All-Stars 5 and season 12 and AJ and the Queen. This is your show. <laughs> AJ and the Queen was great, by the way. I didn't see all of it, but uh, when you're a comedian, you make jokes based on the public perception. Yes. Uh, and the public perception was that it was not a win. That is definitely the public perception. I so, think that- so I mean, like, like what you know, often, like 
when I when I, I like to meet the queens from Drag Race and see what they do on a stage. Right. That's how I judge a queen. But I can still make jokes about an episode on which uh, Derek Barry, who is a sweetheart, was perceived as a bitch. And I also know enough about the business to know that everybody on reality TV knows that if you are a bitch, you get more screen time. So I can still make jokes about, you know, Derek possibly, hey, maybe Derek was a bitch, um, you know, at that point. But I've never worked with Derek Barry when he was anything but a nice Southern boy. <laughs> a nice Southern gentleman. We love Derek Barry. Do you have favorites? Like, I mean, like, who are some of your standouts from the Drag Race Girls? Not even just as people, just as like that person's drag. I mean, Kennedy Davenport is one of the most phenomenal dancers I've ever seen. And I don't, you know, know that she was one of the, uh, you know, favorites in the the drag race hierarchy. Um, But that bitch can dance. And I have never seen anybody jump down off of the of a high stage and then somersault backwards onto the stage and keep on dancing and when i toured with them she brought the house down every night so here's another clue about how uh drag race can either represent you properly or not as properly they just had her come on and be a lip sync assassin and do a slow country song. Now, it's a country song that I love, Fancy by Reba McIntyre. I'm older, so of course I prefer the original by Bobby Gentry. But um, you don't have Kennedy on to do a country song? Give that bitch a dance track. She's like a, a, a high energy. I mean, give, give that one to Alyssa. Uh, you know, give, give give the country song to Eureka. You know, I mean, you know, that was just, that that was clueless. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't picture a country song for her. Right. I mean, it was a waste of her talent. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, listen, but, but if, you know, I asked Kennedy, um, you know, if in any of her seasons that she real, they real, that America got to see her dance the way I got to see her dance every night on this tour, and she said not really. So that just goes to show that you really have to get. I'm glad that Drag Race has started such a big interest in drag, and I have benefited from that myself. But I like getting to know what the queens do on stage when they're not on the show because that's how I size up a performer. That's their act. Right. And that's, and that's as they want to present it without edits going straight from the stage to the audience. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) No, it does. I mean, so, so Kennedy is a favorite. Um, Latrice is a friend. Manila Mm. is a friend. Uh, Willem Jinx. Uh, Alaska, Tammy Brown, Mariah Balenciaga. Um, I love Sugarcane. She and I toured together and really hit it off. Thorgy. Um, um, there's, 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 some, there's a lot that I'm fairly close with. Sharon Needles. Um, you know, a BB. I love to catch up with 
on uh you know occasion and, and, and we just you know we, we don't catch up all the time but she actually had a wonderfully cute show with thorgy and alexis um michelle yeah and a jujubee jujubee in our oh, i love jujubee um they had a a a, a a a wedding uh show on um what was the network it was a reality show you should know it was Jujube and Alexis and BB and Thorgy, and they helped like nervous brides get their stuff together. Yeah, and I have to say that it was so charming. I don't know what the what the the tale is um, of of if it's going to get picked up because it did come back for a few episodes after a you know well received pilot, and I really thought that their personalities you know, shined through, shone through, whatever you say. And, you know, the, the real thing that shone through is what a lovable nut Thorgy is and what a kook BB is. Because BB will act so grand, like the ultimate diva, but then she'll surprise you with the self-deprecating line that lets you know, the audience, that she this is all a goof and that she, you know, can can laugh at herself. So that that they they were dynamite on that show. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of it. I mean, that is the one thing, like the amount there's a lot of queens with shows now, you know, in like a good way, you know, like Trixie and Katya and like, there's a lot of reality shit. Like Bob, the drag queen has something that it's just, there's, there's a lot, you know, yeah, Bob is Bob and our friends. I'm about to do a podcast called Ebony and Ivory with uh Monet exchange. We're starting up. So, oh. uh, um, well that I love that. Yeah. I'm here for. Yeah. So, uh, we, I mean, we just had, we, we really don't know each other that well, but we've toured together and whenever we get on the phone, we just crack each other up. So we said, why not give it a shot? And that should be starting fairly soon. Well, I'll be listening to that. Everyone definitely needs to check out the Hateful Hags Network on Vimeo. It is brilliant. Where can everyone find you online on Instagram or Facebook? At LadyBunny77 on Instagram uh, and Twitter. And uh, Instagram's for the funny memes, Twitter for the politics, Facebook's for, for a bit of both. And uh, that's just Lady Bunny or, or Lady Bunny forever. I love it. I really appreciate all of your time. I will DM you. I'll keep you posted on when this is coming out. Excellent. You, you have shared everything. I really appreciate it. You are a legend. I love you. From oh, one, was- your girl to another. <laughs> I hope you had a good time too. I had a wonderful time. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. And we'll like talk soon. I'll like DM you on Instagram. Okay, love. All right. Love you much. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope 
on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.